0: Good morning. One of the things that I enjoy doing as a priest is listening to confessions to their first communicants. For those kids in second grade, third grade, time for their first, com- uh, first confession, you can see the nervousness when they're coming. Yet you see the brightness of their soul. You just read through them and see. So come when they come and you see they're kind of nervous and confused. One time this little kid comes in, gets a little bit nervous. I ask him, Are you nervous? I say, yeah, yeah, I am nervous. He says, Okay, relax, everything will be okay. Okay? So yeah. Okay, let's begin. Begins, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned, as as it goes. This is my first confession. So he begins, Bless me, Father, I've sinned. He repeats it. Bless me, Father, I have sinned. This is my first confusion. And you see that nervousness that this is my first confusion. It's okay, it's, it's okay, it's, only, it's a confession, it's a confusion. But as we can know today, the readings today captures that identity, the confusion. Maybe most of us can be confused, as Peter was and so many people. Reading through the readings today, I want us to look through the eyes of Daniel, the prophet Daniel first. The second chapter of the book of Daniel shows King Nabucodonosor has a dream. And this dream has this big statue with a golden head, the shoulder and the chest are silver, legs are bronze, and the feet are clay. That's why I was saying comes the foot of clay. But in that dream, Daniel interprets the dream because it was confusing the king. So in the interpretation, Daniel said, King, this is what the dream means. It means... You, your kingdom, is golden. God has made you to be the king of all the world, to beast the human beings. Say, but after you, three other kingdoms will come. And then finally, because in the dream, he sees that a rock comes from the mountain, hits the statue, falls down, and breaks into pieces. So in the interpretation, Daniel says there will be other kingdoms after you, but finally... God will establish a definitive kingdom, not made by human hands, but made by God. So during the time of Jesus' first century, you can see those Israelites had seen Babylon, they have seen Persia, they have seen Greek, and now they're seeing the Roman Empire. So they were knowing that its time has come, the years Daniel is going to be fulfilled, that's why there was excitement when Christ came on the scene. Who is he? Who is he? He's making miracles, people are saying that, he's raising people from the dead. There is this excitement. Is he the Christ? So people are talking. And that's why he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? Of course, he knows they are talking. But that's not the most important question. He knew they were talking. And the answers they are giving says, John the Baptist, Elijah, of the prophets they have something great about him but it is not that he turns to them and asks them what about you who do you say i am of course peter is inspired he gives the brilliant answer you're the christ and immediately jesus tells him don't reveal this messianic prophets to anyone because it will confuse people the more but then right away we see Jesus talks about who he is after revealing his identity. Peter says, "Oh God, forbid it will never happen to you! You never die. You never do this and this." Jesus says, "Get behind me, Satan! You are thinking like human, not like God." Now I ask myself, if I was Peter, I'd ask Jesus, "Really, do you expect me to think like God? Is it even possible to think like God?" But of course, we know the problem comes in in that it's not just that. That's the humanity of us. But in Isaiah 55, verse 8, what does Isaiah say? God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He said, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my thoughts. He's not just blagging that his God is up there. He says it's an invitation to, for, for us to understand the mind of God, which means that it's not out of our reach to understand the mind of God, the thoughts of God, to think like God thinks. It's an invitation to all of us. It's very easy to think the way we want to think, but there is always an opportunity God gives us to think as God thinks. Not does humans do. That's why when it reveals his identity, he says, My identity is with the cross. Without the cross, you can't get me. And that's the problem which they had. They were expecting a political messiah who's going to get rid of the Romans and establish the kingdom of David once again. Jesus says, No, I am going up the cross. So that's why discipleship becomes difficult we can miss that how these guys were scared to death. Because when Jesus says he's going to the cross, they knew that was the punishment the Romans gave. They knew the consequences. So Jesus is telling them, if you're going to follow me, this is going to be awaiting you. That's why Peter says, God forbid, you don't like that cross. But Jesus says, it is what we have to embrace. So as Christians today, what does this all mean for us? If you go back home, ask yourself that question. If they ask us here as we sit, say, who is Jesus? I believe we shall have a variety of answers. But the question is, how close is that answer to Christ? Is he a comfortable Jesus we like? But when hard times are coming, we avoid it. The cross is part of us. There is no Easter without Good Friday. They have to be together. So our challenge is, we see, in the call for action. St. James is telling us our faith must be expressed in actions. We can't just sit in church all day, all night, and pray. Yes, that is a very good thing. But we must also take our faith into the world to bring the, the light of Christ god is asking us who do you think i am he's asking you he's asking me you have to answer that question yourself not even your spouse we all know how difficult it is to know someone else more to that even knowing our own selves so giving a right answer who jesus is means we have to spend time with him what do you do to spend time with Jesus, with God? Coming to church is a noble quote, we come and pray. But it's more than that. Spending time with Christ outside at your job, in your home, with your kids. Spending time with him all your life. That's how God reveals to us who he is. So the challenge we have this Sunday, God is asking us, Are you ready to know about me? Can I reveal my identity to you? means being open, we read, we study, and now the Holy Spirit transform us. Because it's Him revealing, not us giving what we think about Him. It's not an easy project, but God says the Spirit is available. He leads us through all the truths. Let us ask for the grace today that as we begin our day, as we begin this week, let us ask that question, Who is Jesus to me? What does that really mean for my life? The Lord be with you.